I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop, bringing you the best in transatlantic accents since the mid-90s. If you're a first-time listener to the podcast, thank you for joining us. If you're one of our regular subscribers, then it's good to have you back. Thanks for being here. I've got a great show for you this week. This is something that I actually discussed with someone just the other day. And it was in a kind of different situation. I wasn't really planning on sharing some of my insights with this person, but it became obvious to me in our conversation that I should do that, that I should be sharing what was on my mind. And we were on the subject of you know, like we get into these spots in life where we feel as if we're kind of checked out. We feel as if we're kind of on autopilot. It's like those kind of times where we feel as if, you know, we're just kind of going with it. We're not really alive in our thinking. We're not really on top of our, our game, you know, like that. And this person said to me, what, what should I do in those moments of autopilot? And I said, what do you mean moments? And they said, well, those times in my life where I feel like I'm on autopilot. I said, those are the times when you're not on autopilot. So there was a long pause. And they asked me, like, what did I mean by that? Like, what did I mean by in those moments where I'm seeing I'm on autopilot? How is that then that I'm not on autopilot? And I said, because you should take the case that you are always on autopilot, that there is no off, that you're always on in that regard. You are a machine. You are a you machine. And I'm going to kind of pick this apart for you so that you start to get a real sense of it. See, the first thing you have to get is you were not born as you. You were born with like the potential to be you, but it was not predetermined. Sure, you've got some kind of genetic dispositions for this thing or that thing, but by and large, you are a product 
the you that you know yourself as, that is your thoughts, the way you feel, the way you act and react. Just kind of let yourself get present to all of that right now. All your thoughts, all your thinking, all your approaches, all your strategies, the way you are about your body, the way you are about other people's bodies, the way you are about your friends and your friendships, the way you are about your family, the way you are about finances, the way you are, just get all that in your kind of mind's eye right now. All of that is a function of the you that you've become. You became this way, that is, you set yourself on this pathway in maybe the first 20 years of your life. So the first 20 years of your life is where you came up with your basic strategies for surviving this life. So all the kind of fundamentals. Once you've come up with that strategy, you're off in that direction, automatically off in that direction. If you've ever noticed, whenever you get upset, you get upset the same way. If you're somebody who withdraws when you're upset, you always withdraw. If you're somebody who gets angry when you're upset, you always get angry. If you're somebody who becomes a little logical or disconnected whenever you're upset, then that's how you do it. That's part of the you that you've become. And there is no off for that you. You are automatically you each and every single day. But what's the fucking problem with that, Mr. Scottish man? I'm going to tell you what the problem with that is. You've become someone that is a thing, a character, a persona. And I'm going to say that that's all fucking automatic. You're automatically you every day. And to be automatically you, you do not live a life of what's possible. You live a life of probability. And not only do you live a life of probability, but you live a life of managing what's probable. So you live a life of managing, struggling with, overcoming what's probable with you and your body. What's probable with you and your finances. What's probable with you and your partner. What's probable with you and your career. What's probable with you and your passions and on and on and on and on. You've become a machine that's designed to manage probabilities. You're a fucking probability machine. So when someone like me comes along and says, oh, well, change your fucking life. The probability machine's trying to change its life. Your reality, my friend, is what's in your head, period. That's it, nothing else. Are the things going on around you? Yeah, but you're interacting with all of that from your head. What's possible there, you mostly don't see it because you're too busy managing what's probable there. So then life has very predictable outcomes, which the machine loves. The machine loves certainty. The machine... You might not like your drama, but the machine craves it because it can overcome it again and again and again and again. That's why it's automatically looking for it. You're always finding evidence for what the machine wants to be true. I'll say that again. You. And I mean that. 
you are always finding evidence for what the machine wants to be true. Now, why am I talking about you and the machine like they're the same thing? Well, in your world, they are. You and your personality are the same thing. Why is that? Because you're used to it. You've kind of associated yourself with those kind of predictable upsets and predictable stimulus and predictable this and that that the machine has. So there's no distinction. There's no gap between you, like a being, like a fucking force of nature, and this thing you've become. All the self-help work that you're doing, all the fucking, you know, personal investigations is just the machine looking at itself. So I want you to understand the machine is always running. It's always seeing itself a certain way. It's always seeing the world in a certain way. It sees people in a very distinct way. The machine is only interested in whatever evidence it can gather that perpetuates itself. And you've become that fucking machine. And you're always on autopilot. And you don't live a life of possibility. You live a life of managing probability. You're not exploring what's possible for you in this existence. You're managing what's probable. Don't believe me? Look at your fucking life. Look at what you're doing. Look at how you're doing it. Oh, yeah, I'm manifesting these thoughts. One of these days, I'm going to walk, 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 fucking walk, walk. It's all bullshit. It's all just nonsense barfed up by the machine to validate the machine's existence and to live the machine's life. And you've never taken a stand for you. For you and what's possible. And that's the first way out, by the way, of the machine, is those little moments in your day when you catch yourself being the machine. If you're not catching yourself being the machine, then you are it. I'll say it again for those at the back. If you don't catch yourself in a moment being the machine, being concerned by, gripped by the concerns of the machine, if you don't catch yourself doing that, then you're just the machine. Only in those moments of awareness, those moments of like, oh, fuck, here I go again. Another one of my petty upsets. The life of the machine wins. Another one of my petty fears. Another one of my fake enthusiasm. Another one of my blah, 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 blah. It's all fucking automatic. So how do you break out of that? Well, you acknowledge. You acknowledge in that very moment that you're on autopilot. And it's only in that moment of acknowledgement do you get a little bit of freedom. Like, oh yeah, I see it now. Like there's a little bit of separation between you and that thing that you've become. Like a little chance to observe it and see what it wants to do. You're not it. You've just gotten used to it. You are not it. You've gotten used to it. And now you do what it says. I'm not feeling it. I won't do it. Oh, there you go. I'm not very motivated. I'll just, I'll pick it up again next week. Well, there we fucking go. 
It's just a couple of fries. It's not going to hurt. There we go. Well, I've worked hard this week, so I deserve to buy myself something. There we go. Well, I have to do this job. I mean, there's no way out of it. There we fucking go. And on and on and on. Real life happens in moments of interruption. It's not interrupting what's going on around you. It's interrupting who you are with what's going on around you. You're interrupting who you are, not who somebody else is. You're interrupting self, or at least this self that you've become. And you're not limited to that self. I've told you guys, you're a fucking walking, talking miracle of being that you've boiled all the way down to a fucking bunch of petty complaints and random effects of joy. Like you get little kickbacks from life where you feel happy and then other times you're just whining, bitching and complaining to yourself and to others about how it's not going your way in this way or that way. But there is an alternative and it's called exploring. And it's exploring everything that exists outside of who you know yourself as. Exploring that. What if I took on being a loving man or a forgiving man or a compassionate woman or a bold woman? What if I took on being a new kind of being for me? Something that exists outside of the straitjacket of who I've become. And when I'm being that person, what does it tell me to do? Do I keep doing the same shit in the same way? Or do I approach life in a new way? And that's going to be your task for the week, my friend. There's who you are and who you've become and all of the constraint of that machine. And then there's rolling the dice and taking a fucking risk. And that's the game. To live life on the edge not where it's fucking safe and warm and your little vat of slurry, but to get out there, to risk who you are, to risk being judged, to risk it all as the fullest expression of who you could be. All right, we're going to go in a short break. We're going to take, obviously, we're going to take a question from the nation that I've picked out in advance here. And of course, if you haven't subscribed to Unfuck Nation, please do so right this very second. Wherever you're getting this podcast from, go to that little button, see what it says, subscribe. Boom, click on that thing. And then see those little stars there? Boom, give it as many stars as you want, okay? And then leave me a review. Those reviews make such a difference, you guys. And I know you've heard me saying this week on week, and I know you're one of those fuckers who sat there and said, I'm definitely going to do that. And you've still not done it. Hop over there right now in the break. Leave your review, rate the show, and subscribe to the show. I'll see you in a few minutes. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. And I trust you have yourself suitably seated for this next question, right? This question comes in as we do every week. I take a question from the nation, something that somebody's maybe struggling with or paused with or stopped by, but you know, it's generally a very personal thing. Now you as a listener, I might not be dealing with your question right now, but you got to think of it in terms of your own humanity, not your situation. So whenever I'm dealing with a question here, on Unfuck Nation, you don't try and compare your situation to their situation. You're always listening for, in what way does this expose something about my own humanity and how I do life and understanding myself? So this week's question comes from Jake. And Jake says, hey, my dad showed me this podcast. Awesome. And it's a new favorite. The biggest thing I've struggled with is feeling like I'm not worthy of success or not good enough. I'm gay and was bullied for it for years upon years in school. And I wonder if you have any pro tips on how to unfuck myself and move past this. Thank you. All right, Jay, that's a great question. Why I really love your question is because it's very concise, but it tells me a lot. Okay, like I learned a lot, not only about you, but how you've, how you've kind of constructed your own reality. Okay, you say the biggest thing I've struggled with is feeling like I'm not worthy of success or not good enough. Well, that's probably the most common little dynamo that fuels most human beings. Okay, so I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy is very common not unique to you. Okay. Very, very common. If you've read, stop doing that shit. I go into the whole personal conclusions things. Okay. Somewhere in there, you've concluded that you as a human being are not good enough, not good enough for what? Anything. It comes up all the time and in different situations. This is one of these things that you've become so used to it. You now act in alignment with it. It doesn't matter how you feel. If you feel like you're a piece of shit, you feel as if you're not smart enough, not good enough. Okay, I get that's how you feel. The question you've really got to be asking yourself is, well, given that I feel this way, what can I do right now? It's always about what you're going to do when acknowledging that experience of yourself, because it's little more than a fucking feeling, okay? But you tagged it on pretty quickly. You said, I'm gay and was bullied for it for years upon years in school. So is that what you're saying? It sounds to me like what you're saying is, I was bullied, therefore I feel like I'm not good enough. Which seems like a pretty reasonable connection to make. Except there's lots of people who are never bullied who feel that way. Lots of people who are never gay, never bullied don't have any experience like yours at all, but they feel like they're not good enough. 
What do these two things have to do with each other? Well, I'm going to invite you to separate them, okay? And I'm going to give you a different way to kind of deal with what you said here. So you said, I'm gay. I was bullied for it for years upon years, okay? So take away the word bully, okay? And the reason why I'm telling you to take away the word bully is not to let anybody else off the hook for anything, but actually for you to have a different place to hold this for yourself so that it's a little more empowering than that, right? Because in your relationship to yourself, you're the victim and you'll always be the victim until you find a place where you can keep this where it, it's less of a burden, okay? So I want you to look at when you say bullied, and you got to deal with this yourself. I'm not asking you to answer my fucking question. You don't have to answer to anyone but yourself here, Jake. But when you say I was bullied, I would like you to maybe write it down. Specifically, what is it that happened? What was a typical day like? Okay. Forget all the, just keep it as dry and as simple as possible. There were two people or there were three people. Or there were five people. And every time I saw them, they would say, blah, 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 blah. Or they would do blah, 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 blah. And I saw these people for about two minutes at a time, eight days a week, right? I know there's not eight days a week. I'm asking you to fucking write your own shit out here, okay? I want you to get specific with it. And I want you to really do a little bit of math here for yourself, okay? I want you to look at like, okay, so how often did that happen? How long did it last? Specifically, what was it that happened, right? Like they would call me names, right? Or use derogatory terms. They would do it in front of a bunch of people. What I don't want you to write down is how you felt about that at the time. I want you to write down what they did. I want you to write down how many times a week it would happen and really get as exact as you can. And then I'd like you to write down how long did each incident last? And I want you to add it all up. And I want you to kind of step back a little bit and observe all of that for yourself. See all of that. Now, I can, first of all, I totally get, given what you've been dealing with, why you would end up with the kind of burden that you've ended up with. That makes sense to me. You make sense to me, Jake. Yeah, you make sense to me. What I would like you to do is to begin to unpick some of those things that you've gotten yourself attached to. That they did what they did doesn't mean a fucking thing about you. Now, I know that's hard when you're 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever. I know that's hard. I want you to know now, though, as an articulate young adult, I want you to start to realize it does not. And I really mean this, like, to, you got to get this to your core. This doesn't mean anything. You know, if you're a Christian, go fucking read Ecclesiastes. This is all meaningless bullshit. This is all they did what they did. There's no inherent meaning to any of this. That, that they did what they did doesn't mean anything about you. Not a fucking thing. And whatever you've made it mean about them or about people in general, you need to let that go too. Why? Because it won't serve you. But if they treated you in a way that, for instance, was illegal, then that's fucking illegal. And then they would have to fucking handle that. But I would want you to get whatever way they are about you really only speaks to whatever they were wrestling with at the time in their own lives. 
That doesn't mean to say you should pity them or you should feel bad for them. I'm just saying it's not a reflection of you. This isn't who you are. My only concern with you is that you've kind of already attached yourself to it. Like, oh, yeah, this is who I am. And this is, this is all just your story. This is all just your narrative to explain your past. Everything I'm saying here is to get you unhooked from that past and for you to get as like bone dry, like Sahara Desert dry about it. No drama, no, no elevated use of language when trying to describe what happened. Why? Because even though it might sound juicy to somebody who's listening, you'll fucking drown in that juice. You will become fucked. So. This is how you get unfucked. You get unfucked by looking back and saying, what happened? How many times did it happen? And how long did roughly, give it my estimate, each incident happen, add all that shit up and say, does this define who I am? And it'll give you a chance to kind of get it in a perspective for yourself where you have more of a say, right? So that's number one. And then the other piece I want you to get is even when that kind of negative experience comes up, like I'm not worthy of success or not good enough, you're either going to prove that, you're either going to prove that right or you're going to prove that inaccurate. So every action you're taking is either going to confirm for you that you're not worthy of success or not good enough, or you're going to take an action that's a triumph over that thought or that feeling or that emotion. And that'll be your game as a human being. Everybody has to wrestle with their own game. Mine is, if you've read and stopped doing that shit, I actually give you an example of what rattles my cage, which is I'm not smart enough. I'm either going to live the life of that internal noise or some other life. I've chosen some other life and I'm constantly interrupting. I'm not smart enough. And you will constantly interrupt. I'm not worthy of success or I'm not good enough. So fucking what? If that's all you got to worry about, like living life beyond that little internal mechanism, I think you'll be fine, Jake. I really do. But, you know, if you listen to the first half of the show, and again, this is really about you reaching for possibility. Fuck all that internal noise. Fuck it. It's inconsequential if you say it is. If what's going on with you internally is consequential and you keep saying this is consequential, like this is something that I should be getting my eye on and something that I should be trying to defeat or overcome or blah, 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 blah. All of that is what will make it persist. Acknowledge it. Appreciate that that's just a little trigger you now have. There it is. It's like a, a little mechanism. There it goes. All right, now what? And you step out into life from that acknowledgement, from acknowledging, yeah, there's something there. It's okay. I got this. I can handle this. You're not fucking broken. And the same as every other human being. You have a mechanism that's there to have you survive this life. Problem is we end up surviving shit that we don't need to survive. Like love, connection, friendship, success. You don't need to survive any of that shit. You should enjoy all that stuff and love it and embrace it. So for you, Jake, I got you. I see you. And I got an expectation of you that you'll rise up and fucking do big things with this life of yours. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Of course, by the way, please remember to visit the Unfuck store. 
the new designs are not in yet, but we still got some fucking awesome. I mean, I love our original Unfuck Nation logo. We're going to be keeping that logo, by the way. And look out for next week's show. I have some fucking brilliant news for you. And I mean brilliant news for you coming in next week's show. Of course, if you want to participate in a future show, if you want to send me a question or a problem or a subject you want me to cover, send me an email, connect at Gary John Bishop. Call the hotline, 646-450-3203. Or you can reach us at the website, uh, unfucknation.com. There's a little form. Fill out the form. And maybe we'll feature your stuff on a future episode. All right, you guys, that's it. Until next week, have a great one. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.